Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Midweek Wrestling.us. Go there to check out everything in the wrestling, IWC, RWA, uh, uh, and even the Around the Indies home by Matt Collins. It is your home for all things indie wrestling, IndieWrestling.us. And if you're looking for the perfect slice of pepperoni pizza, uh, go to Slice on Broadway. You can find it in Carnegie, PA. I said it right just for you, Sorg, even though it's wrong because I'm from New York. But you can go to Slice on Broadway. They have amazing pizza. They will do anything you want with it. You can special order it. It's totally fine. All right, we're just kidding. I mean, not about the pizza. The pizza no, go to, yeah, get the pizza. pizza's amazing. Um, it's midweek war. I'm mad, Mike. I'm Eamon. He's the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling. You all know that. Um, Impact was weird this week. (laughs) But not like the regular Impact weird. Like... Uh, There's a reason that my lower third says I'm not wearing a bra. For those audio people out there. Um, But but before... Eamon... Do you have a word for impact this week? First of all, first of all, before we even get to the word, Eamon, how did you watch Impact this week? I'm curious. Just, just. Well, I watched it through other means. Uh, I watched it through somebody posting on Daily Motion, which I usually do for Impact because I don't have Pop TV. Uh, in this case, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it was on the. Uh, I, I saw the streaming came from like the Fight Network or whatever, which I guess shows Impact in Canada. So that's where I got to. I have to watch it. Okay. Um, now, for those of you who follow my live tweet, um, you know exactly how I watched Impact this week. Because um, while we were doing the Mayhem show proper, we were getting reports that said the Pop TV feed was down. Um, now, I chose to ignore those reports. Uh, so I set up a DVR for impact wrestling and for um the show after it because they told me to set the dvr later so i did that uh the show after it was the movie called practical magic um by the way sorg that is not a date movie it's not it sounds like one nope nope i i watched it it it's definitely not it's it's that that's an odd date we'll just say that way um but uh so i proceeded when uh i sat down to watch my impact the show started right on time and immediately cut off. And then I got a glimpse of Eli Drake and Jeff Hardy coming down to the ring. And then it cut off. And then I got a glimpse of Ethan Carter talking to Drew Galloway in the back. And then it cut off. And then I learned a lot about two things. That 70s show reruns and a celebrity name game. Which, hey, 
again, maybe maybe the best episode of Impact ever. That that's a contender for number one this week. I'm I'm honestly almost considering it giving it number one ironically. Um basically I'm I'm gonna put this very loosely. I watched the commercial for Celebrity Name Game about thirty-eight times conservatively. I still could not recognize every celebrity in the commercial. I didn't Google it because who the fuck puts in that effort? Um, I did, however, spend the majority of the live tweet um, casting the members of the Impact Wrestling roster as uh, characters on Smallville because someone brought to my attention that Pop TV was trying to get reruns of Smallville. So I thought, hey, hashtag Impact on Smallville because why not? Um, just so, just in case you were wondering, Ethan Carter is clearly Clark Kent. Makes sense. All right. Um, and I proceeded to watch that for an hour and 50 minutes. I did not fast forward at all. Not once. The crawl came up about, I'd say about an hour, 10 minutes in, telling me to please be patient and that impact will be shown in its entirety. So I waited. <laughs> I waited. And I did eventually see all of Impact. And I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't have to fast forward through commercials. And it was actually very nice. <laughs> it was completely disjointed. <laughs> because the commercials kind of break everything up. Right. But it was really interesting. Um, so back to the show proper. Eamon. What's your word for this week? Uh, my word for this week is teeth. Teeth. We'll get to it. Oh, I'm sure we will. Um, my my word for this week is disjointed. Okay, sure. Disjointed. Um, Eamon, do you have a good for this week's impact? I do. I do have a good. Um. It's the only good, in my opinion. But hey, um, my good for this week is the Jade and Marty Bell backstage segment. I thought that was really well done. I thought it uh, made sense. Game, you know, was a logical story. Uh, Marty Bell's promo was good in kind of you know setting the whole thing up. I thought it was really good. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give you that. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's nice to see them doing something with Marty. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was, I thought it was great. Um, my good this week is going to go to Gail Kim. Uh, it's more of a respect thing. Uh, good for her getting in the hall of fame. The only thing that I never understand about the TNA hall of fame thing is when they announce who's in the hall of fame, they give them a chance to speak. And I'm like, why aren't we just inducting them right now? Yeah. But you know, that's their process, whatever they want to do. Uh, but yet again, TNA is inducting someone in the Hall of Fame currently on their active roster. So, yeah, that's what they I do. think. At the end of the day, I think it's just a case of like they have their own definition of what Hall of Fame means. Hall of Fame just means we're going to get. Hall of Fame is TNA Hall of Fame, and this is going to sound shitty. I don't mean it to you. TNA Hall of Fame is like the, like, the, like the, the, like the, the achievement. 
lifetime achievement, but also like when you work at like a job for a long period of time and they give you like, a, oh, you've worked here for how many years? Here's like a. That's a retirement, Eamon. No, no, no. <laughs> that's, a, that's a forced retirement. But while you're still working there, and they're like, here's a, a, a you know, pin or something. Or not, you know what I mean? Like, like an anniversary thing. Yeah, like that's going to sound shitty, but like. I, I don't know. I kind of like lifetime achievement. Yeah, sure. Because that. Because that's basically what this is. Like, that's kind of what it is. It's not a Hall of Fame. It's not. Mm-hmm. And they can... Is Hulk Hogan in their Hall of Fame? He is, right? I don't think he is. But then again, I'm always... I Until they ran it through, uh, I was confused who was in the Hall of Fame. I didn't know. Jeff Jarrett got in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett didn't. That's when he brought in the whole Global Force shit. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. Amen. we talked about it. <laughs> We I, were here. I blinked that out, if I'm fair, honest with you. Fair enough. I blinked fair out enough. the whole Global Force Wrestling storyline. I don't blame you at all. All right. Um, so not every show is perfect. Clearly this one wasn't. Um, Eamon, what was your bad for Impact this week? <sighs> the continuation of the Hardy Boys stuff? Let's just do that. Let's Yeah, that's my bad. Yeah, let's dive into it. Um... Why? By the way, who names their child Matthew Moore? Who does that? Can it be Matthew Less? I I want him to be called Brother Less. Brother Less. And it makes sense because he doesn't want to... Okay. Yeah. Um, No, this is... I'm not going to go into this because I don't want to be that guy. Um, So I won't say the specifics, but... uh, Thanks to Twitter, um, I was spoiled on some upcoming weeks of Impact. Um, oh, no. It oh, gets worse. Oh, no. Oh, I, I weep for the future. So, yeah, it gets worse. And that goes to also my comment, Teeth, because I love that Matt Hardy's idea of being a bad guy is I'm going to talk in the most obnoxious voice possible and do one of the most obnoxious things I could possibly do which is great, my teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, now I... We're going from an I Quit match to a TLC match to a cage match. This kind of seems backwards. This whole thing. When the same guy won in the first two matches. Yes, especially that. I, I I just don't get it. I don't I don't get why. Like ha, they should have like had the story, Matt win one of those matches then. Because the story of Full Metal Mayhem at Slammiversary was Jeff being like, "I'm going to end Matt Hardy," mm-hmm. because Matt's gone off the deep end. And and the fucking ended, ending story I quit match was I'm going to end Matt Hardy. What's the story here? I'm going to end Matt Hardy. Well, no, no. The story here is I'm going to delete Brother Nero. Well, yeah. From I'm saying from Jeff's perspective. Oh, okay. I want to end Matt Hardy, and at this point, technically, you failed twice. Hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm not looking forward to that match. It's next week, isn't it? Uh yes, it's next week. Oh God, that's that's gonna be wretched. Uh <laughs> all right. Uh my bad this week goes to the entire tag division. What are we doing, guys? 
don't know. What 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 are we doing? Like, I can understand the bromance getting a rematch. I can understand that there are a lot of shenanigans in Slammiversary. I understand having a rematch for that. That I get. Um, Grado and Shira lost. I still don't know the names of the two guys in the tribunal. I assume it's Jackson Baraka from Mortal Kombat. Sure, let's go with that. I know, I know, it's pretty close to that actually. But actually, yeah. I think it is that. No, it's. I think it's Dax. Uh, Baron Dax. I don't know. It's fucking retarded. Um, but why do you have Decay win that? I mean, is it just to show that every other tag team you have suck? Are we teaming James Storm and Broxton Miller or something or whatever? Not only that, if you want to look at it in the sense of, like, they beat the Bromance at Slammiversary. Mm-hmm. And then this match, the pin they got on was on Grado and Shira. Mm-hmm. So the only thing left is for you to maybe face the Tribunal, who are also heels. Which we're not going to do that. Yeah. But I, I don't I don't get it. Like, I don't get it either. They don't know how a tag division works. They really like why? Well, they it, First they, of all, I don't understand. In fairness, okay. they booked the tag division like they booked the X division. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. Although it looked like they were doing something with the Bromans and Decay for a little bit for like two weeks. Yeah, but also, um, and this is a supplemental bad. Why did we have to have the Gold Rush? We. Literally had a pay per view on Sunday. You literally just did that. Why does everyone except Sienna have to defend their title? And if you're not going to change any titles, why the fuck would you do this? I I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't get it. Like in a sense, maybe okay. Like, I kind of get the one with... Like, the only one I can kind of get is the X Division one. Like, because it's a rematch clause thing. Eddie wins, it's fine. Like, whatever. But, like, to do that to do that in all those other divisions is ridiculous to me. Well, no. Honestly, the only one I really understand is the world title. Because Drew Galloway's an idiot. Well, yeah. But... No, no. and But that's been his whole shtick. He wants to fight for the title every week. He literally has had a title match every week. I think. Or or he's had a match, at least. Yeah, or a match like, with the odds against him. Yeah. So, I mean, with him being injured, and, like, and that, that was, I did like the EC3 Drew promo, where EC3 was like, dude, you don't have to do this. Delay this a little bit. Like, are we just trying to eliminate all of the rematch clauses so we can reset everything? Basically, probably. That's, uh, that's just fucking unfortunate. <sighs> Alright, um, so, Eamon... Do you have a change, or is that just your notes? I'll just read through my notes, if that's okay. okay. Uh, well, hold on. I'll do, I'll Actually, do, yeah, change. Do, I'll do my change, and then... Um, my change... <sighs> what are we doing with, with Maria and Mike Bennett? What are we doing with them? Like, Are they aligned with Billy Corgan? Are they not? Is Billy Corgan a heel? Is he not? I, I don't... I don't know. Uh, can we just not like? 
it was a mistake making Dixie Carter an on-air character. It's an even larger mistake making Billy Corgan an on-air character. Like, he's just not... He's not meant to do this. He's meant to smash pumpkins. Like, um... I I don't know. By the way, the dichotomy of seeing about 42 commercials for that 70s show and seeing Billy Corgan right after that, I'm pretty sure you could replace Billy Corgan with the actor who played Red Foreman. And A, that would be an upgrade. Two, no one would notice. I like to think the actor that played Red Foreman has like slightly more acting ability. Because did you hear Barry? Oh, he like, does. It, it's Kirkwood Smith. He's a I was gonna say, did you hear Billy like deliver like like two lines barely? He can't deliver one line. Oh no. No, the, the dude who played Red Foreman was on Agent Carter. He's got No, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like Billy Corgan is I don't know. He's the worst. Alright, uh Eamon, let, let let's go to your notes. The best okay. part of the show. The best let, part of the show. Let's run through this. Uh opening with Bobby Lashley. Uh, I I sorry, if I say side note, I, I say that Billy Corgan had a terrible promo this week. Holy fuck. I, <laughs> God, Lashley can't cut a promo to save his life. No. And How bad he's fine too. And and like he's that he doesn't understand like he I, I was so pissed every time he kept like talking over people. Like and like it it was so annoying. Like he doesn't understand the all idea of like give and take, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah, well that's because he can't really give anything. Well, but he won't let anyone take anything either. It's like, basically like his wrestling. And like I like um I also noted like that backstage promo where like he talks to EC three and then like EC he walks away and then EC goes EC three goes, Hey champ and, and stops and goes, I'm coming for you. I think Lastly was supposed to turn around. Yeah. He like, was. He absolutely him, but he just was. keeps walking. Yep. So it makes EC three look stupid. And, like, that whole promo didn't make sense because EC3, uh, Lashley said that EC3 was trying to worm his way into a title shot. Lashley just said, who wants to fight me? Like, he essentially threw down an open challenge. Right. And EC3 is the one that came out first, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. So EC3 would be trying to worm his way in if he came in after yeah. Drew. Yeah. <laughs> No, and no. also, you've already beaten Drew. Like, you know, you're supposed to be, like, a fighter because you're a MMA guy or whatever. You know you're going to be defending your championship. Like, EC3 won at the pay-per-view. Why are you, like, you know, you're trying to worm your way into this? You don't belong in this. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, keep in mind, EC3 is still the guy that has one pinfall loss to his name. Yeah. Like... He's still that guy that is pretty, pretty untouchable. Yeah. Um, Lashley at one point says he's the most dominate champion. Mm -hmm. Um, Nothing wrong there. Great, great, great stuff. (laughs) Um, Pope, uh, after the whole segment, the opening segment ends, says that uh, Drew Galloway, he re-invoked the clause. No, he didn't. He invoked the clause. 
if he re-invoked it, he would have invoked it. It would he would have taken it away and invoked it again. <laughs> I don't even think re-invoke is a word like that. I looked it up. It is okay. It is, but it's to invoke something twice. Okay. Oh God, fucking fucking Pope. Um, also, At least he's saying Raquel's name properly now. He doesn't say other words. It's funny enough, he doesn't say other words correctly. Uh, in the talking about Eli Drake, he says, uh, "If you can leave vi- a vi- with a victory over Bram, it shows your worthiness." <laughs> I think he meant worthiness. <laughs> and also, what? Well, you see, Bram legitimately beats up people, so yeah. well, I think I think that's what he meant. Um, Bram is a garbage human being. More of people <laughs> saying the wrong things, because this seems to be a theme on this episode. Um, Jeff Hardy, in his promo, saying uh, uh, that it's referring to Matt, it's not got through his thick ego skull. That's not how sentences are formed. Nope. No, it's not. No, it's not. Um, and I just wrote, how weird is it that Matt is technically cutting a better promo than Jeff? Like, how sad is that? Well, that's like saying that I'm taking a better shit than having than someone having diarrhea. Yeah. I mean, neither of them are good. Well, <laughs> but I had to say which one was better, you know. Matt, or not Matt, Jeff, because this is directed to Jeff. Can you have one fucking wrestling match or one segment even on a wrestling show when you don't turn to the crowd and do this to get them to clap? Or when you're about to run up the stairs and attack your brother, getting the crowd to go like this? That is everything I hate about wrestling. Anytime a wrestler does that, I'm immediately like, I fucking hate you. Like, if the crowd isn't cheering for you, just on their own, you're not fucking over. How about that? Hear that. Or the crowd might be there, you know, to go on a log flume and just wanted some break from the heat. Like, you can't guilt people into chanting. Oh, you can. You can. You absolutely can. But it makes you a really shitty wrestler. Yes, absolutely. Like, um, and, and... Just at the end, Matt Matt just screams, Willow Brother Nero! Like He's just saying words now. He's just saying words. Uh, I, I hope Jeff starts screaming keyboard Matt. Like, instead of calling him Brother Moore, he should just start calling him keyboard Matt. Yeah. I think that would be amazing. <sighs> um, we've had a discussion before on this show about... Um, What's worse, TNA nicknames or TNA uh, entrance music? <laughs> you know what actually takes the cake? TNA finishing move names. Ooh, I, that, that's a good one. Two of my, two of my personal favorites slash least favorites um, that we got this episode. Uh, Eli Drake's Skull Force Trauma. <laughs> Which isn't even, it's like a, isn't it like a neck break, neck breaker or something? Or like, I think so, yeah. He like slams him on his knee and then does like a neck breaker. And like that's skull force trauma. I thought they said it was blunt force trauma. Or blunt force trauma. One of, he, same blunt thing. Blunt force trauma isn't that bad. Yeah. Personally, compared to some of them. 
but still, like, it's the I don't know. Um, but it doesn't even take the cake, Mike, uh, to a move. I had no idea um, that Eddie Edwards finisher is called the Boston Knee Party. <laughs> I remember them saying that. I'm like, is Eddie Edwards even from Boston? Because I don't think he is. He doesn't talk like someone from Boston. He does. He talks like. Some, I'm not gonna go in. No, I'm not gonna say that. Um, <laughs> um, I gotta look this up now. Um, but no, like that's the Boston knee party. The Boston knee party. Okay. Okay. He, apparently, he, he was born in Boston. Okay. Okay. That doesn't still, make it any better. No. That does not make it any better. And besides, a Boston knee party should be like. 18 knee strikes. Yeah, if you were to, if we're like, like it should be like repeated should, knees to the it head. Be, and he's like super kick party. Yeah. Like, Boston knee party. Jesus Boston knee Christ. party. Uh, Still, I'm, I'm, I don't mind puns, so that one doesn't register as well. <laughs> it's stupid, but still, the worst finisher name. Is the brighter side of suffering? Brighter side of suffering is bad too. Because uh, I'm sorry, if your finisher name is too long for a hashtag and you're not being ironic, get a new name for your finisher. Yeah. How about just call it suffering? How about that? Or the brighter side, like j- something. I don't know. Or the the assault and battery for Bram. Why not? Um. Okay. Uh, two more notes. Oh, okay. You have more notes. Okay. Sorry. Uh, lols at everyone taking this uh, Hall of Fame thing seriously, and Al Snow and the Tribunal trying to get themselves over. Mm-hmm. Everyone is taking the whole thing seriously because it's treated like a serious thing, and I can respect that it's treated like a serious thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm sure they probably didn't tell Gail that it was going to be her. Yeah, well, and that's, the whole that's a cool moment. And the whole time, Al Snow and the Tribunal keep just, like, making faces and, like, like doing stuff as Dixie's talking. And it's like, stop it. Stop it. What the fuck are you doing? And this is the guy who's, like, like if you're, if you're looking at this in that sense, this is a team that's being led by someone who is a veteran in wrestling. The fact that Al Snow's doing that is fucking ridiculous. And not only that, his kayfabe gimmick is that he's standing up for old school wrestling. Right. Like, so he should be in all in for this. But he's just making faces and doing stuff to try to get himself over. And I don't know. Al Snow is one of my least favorite people in wrestling. I think his wrestling is personally fine, but he come. I don't like him when he, like, goes off in his shoot. I've said this before. I don't like his, when he goes off in shoot interviews about, like, protecting the business and, like, being that kind of, like, hard-ass kind of guy about how, you know, wrestling shouldn't be, like, you know... He's like the Jim Cornette. Like he's like the you know wrestling should be this certain way, and people have disrespected it. And then you go off and you cut promos where you mention like gimmicks and like uh, you know do shit like this. Like fuck you. Like this is a guy who was on a team called the Job Squad. Yeah. Let us not forget that. But like you're in a sense there in TNA to be like a locker room kind of like leader in a sense and be like a guy that people look to because you're a veteran and you're doing shit like this. Yeah. It, it's, it's not good. It's not yeah. good at all. Um, 
And I think just the best way to close this thing off of my notes, uh, as this Dixie Maria thing is happening, Fan, uh, in the, when they show Dixie, is holding up a uh, T-shirt that says Trump, Trump 2016. <laughs> at the point where they're you arguing, know? like at the point where they're arguing, like who should head up TNA, this guy decides to hold up a Trump 2016 T-shirt. You know, honestly, I'd be okay with Donald Trump running TNA. I would not. No, 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 because that means TNA would go bankrupt in a month and a half. I was going to say, if you would never hear from them again. If you want consist, if you, TNA will be TNA under Dixie Carter, somehow will probably be more consistent than DNA, TNA under Donald Trump. This is true. Um, I, I, I want to say one last thing before we uh, get to the ranking here or what else we missed. Um, Pop TV, this, this goes out to you. Um, I want to know who made the decision that after, I mean, you know, live TV, technical difficulties happen. I've heard it might've been the weather. Also live to tape TV. Okay, live to tape. Uh, you can still count because lo- Raw says they're live when they're in England. It's you know. So I, know I, under- I understand that. Um, I want to know who made the decision that after the technical difficulties, they saw the tape and you're like, they're like, you know what? Let's just keep that little bug up there. It says live. Let's just keep that because. To me, you're implying that when I started watching, like when the feed actually came on at about 10.50 at night, you're telling me that's when all of this was happening. And, and keep in mind, as you mentioned before, there was no commercial breaks. There were no so, commercial breaks. So you would get someone doing one thing, and then they would just cut back to the ring, and they're, they're in a different part of the match. Correct. Um... Just don't lie. I, I, I'm. I don't think it's that difficult to take the live bug off your screen. It can't be. I'm trying to think if it's if that's on them or if that's on TNA. No, that's on Pop. I think. Are you sure? I believe so. Okay, well, I, whoever it's on, make a different call. Yeah. Because you already have people on the show saying it's live TV. Well, very clearly, it's not. Here's the thing. I can defend. I will defend it if it's on TNA's end. Yeah, if it's on so TNA's end, there's nothing they can do about it. Because, especially because as this was happening, they were filming. They were still taping episodes. Mm-hmm. Which is which is the best thing that people were reacting. Like like you saw guys at the show reacting to the feed not being up during the tapings through Twitter. James Storm. Oh. Saddest tweet I've ever seen in my life. What was it? Was it just like a cat face falling? Yeah. And EC3 was pretty great, as he always is. But he uh, sent out a tweet about what 20 minutes in or something like that, or 40 minutes in, that the show should be up in five minutes. And then he quoted his own tweet and said, like an hour later, he's like, This was his line. So amazing. By the way, morale and TNA, sky high. Um, um, one and, last thing. Yeah, okay. I just realized I needed to mention that I should have put in my notes, but I don't realize why I didn't. Um, Mike Bennett. Why 
you, you, you're being built as like a top level character, right? You're given storyline stuff. You're given so much stuff every week. Uh, you know, you're being built as probably like maybe the number four guy. If you under like drew and EC three, you know what I mean? And the Hardys, like and the Hardys. I'd say he's number five. Yeah, well, it's, but still, like you know, you're being supposed to be billed as a big guy. When you're cutting this serious promo and you're angry, why choose to wear a a like sleeveless wife, uh, wife beater, basically, with pineapples on it? They they sold that in the Universal gift shop. What was that? That that, that was from the SpongeBob collection. You you have all these like you know you you look like a wrestler. You have all these kind of like you know you got that nice like ring jacket and something. That's what you're wearing. Mm -hmm. Hey, props to Maria. Maria Maria dresses her gimmick. She does every time. But Mike Bennett, I I don't I don't know. Yeah, it, I just it, don't know. It was bad. Uh, I, I don't. I, Eamon, I, I just wanted to watch that '70s show. <laughs> that '70s show sounds great right about now. Yeah, I mean, especially you know, young Mila Kunis, uh, Laura, 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 Donna's Donna wasn't wearing a bra. You know, it's it seems like. Seemed like such a fun ride, and then we got impact. Yep. Um, was there anything else we missed? I mean, side so note, um, oh, not from impact. Um, I do also want to bring this up because I don't know if you noticed this. Um, when you like, if you follow TNA on like social media and stuff like that. Oh, I try not to. Oh, uh, um, do you not know how to book like announced talents at all? No, they don't. Because they have, like, a new, like, their Renee Young character that's doing, like, all, like, the Facebook Live stuff. I think her name's, like, Mackenzie Miller or something. Okay. She is awful. <laughs> she does not know one thing about wrestling. And she doesn't know if she's why she's there. She's she literally related to someone. She's literally just like, Jeff Hardy, you're here. You got, you're doing this. And then, like, walks away. <laughs> that sounds great. She like doesn't know how to. It's like she's being like, she's told to like improv. I think like oh, she's not given a script. I don't think because okay. she's just like saying words. Like she's not like like watch some of those Facebook Live things back. Like it's really bad. Like it's really really bad. All right, have you seen TNA on Periscope? Well, it's basically the same as the stuff on Facebook Live, I believe. Right? No. No, it is not. <laughs> no, the Periscope is basically all Josh Matthews and Rockstar Spud. Is it? Because yep. I've seen stuff where yeah, it's like they're filming Rockstar Peri- Spud, huge heel, shown playing football with Josh Matthews on Periscope. Well, I've seen stuff where it's like they're filming Periscope with one phone and then Facebook Live with another phone, but it's like the same thing. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's... TNA, can we just... Can we just do a hard reboot? Hard, like, hard like, reboot. Like on everything. I will give you a list of people who are not working right now in a major wrestling promotion and in an announcing position other than myself that will do your job of your performers better than them. 
I will give you a list of frozen vegetables that will do the job better than the commentaries you have now. Side note, like I and I know I did a lot of Pope stuff. How is Josh Matthews worse live or sorry, worse taped than live? Because <laughs> he was because because taped. He didn't say anything shitty this episode, and like he wasn't bad on Slammiversary. Like he wasn't great, but he wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Like. But every time they actually tape it, like, he's awful. Eamon, do you want to know why? Because they're in that studio. They're, they're, they're not in an arena. No, I know. He's not, he's not feeding off the fans. Like, he's, he's miserable sitting in a fucking box. But that should give you more time to prepare stuff. Oh, you would think. Th- they don't prepare things. They don't prepare. Eamon, why would they prepare anything? Why would they prepare? I just don't get it. I don't get it at all. Uh, but yeah, it was... What a show. What a two-hour set of commercials. By the way, <laughs> by the way, this is the last thing I'll mention. This goes out to you, Will Sasso. Seth Rogen, A, is not related to Jonah Hill. Two is older than Jonah Hill, so Jonah Hill cannot be his father. That's a real thing that was brought up on Celebrity Name Game. Also, if you're watching Celebrity Name Game, don't tell me to yell out answers at the screen because the answer is on the screen. If you didn't show me what people were trying to guess, like Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune... Then I can shout answers at the screen. But if you show me the answer, I can't play along at home. And where's the fun in that? Exactly my point. All right. Uh, so, Eamon, where can the good people of the internet find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Eamon 2 please. And you can also check out Inspire Pro Wrestling on Twitter at Inspire Pro Res. All right. And you can find me at MadMike4883 on the Twitter machine. Go to our uh, Mayhem Twitter feed, at Mayhem Show. Search for hashtag Impact on Smallville, and let me know what you think of me casting <laughs> Impact Wrestling characters as people from the hit show Smallville from 10 years ago. Alrighty, so for Eamon Payton, I'm Mad Mike, and this has been your very interrupted Mid-Week War!